in exactly one year from now, or a year and some days or weeks or months or years, depending upon if any of the men who are running or women try to fight or overturn the results, we will know if our president is an elderly white man who shouldn't still be in office or an elderly white man who shouldn't have reobtained the office. How exciting. Yes, that's right, people. Although we just had off-year elections and feel as though we just escaped January 6th, we are almost here yet again. Before we jump into that, Erica and Andrew, if you want to talk about the importance of the elections that just occurred on November 7th. Yes, elections are important. <laughs> wow. What a great that, answer. Honestly, that sounds like something Joe Rogan would say. He'd just be like, yeah, elections are important. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie got a microphone, listeners. Guys, I'm all mic'd up. This was actually a ploy to get me all mic'd up. Yeah. Um. So the races that just took place when this episode is released, I'll make sure I try to cover all of them. But um, the gubernatorial, gubernatorial, no. Oh wow, the gubernatorial, no. The governor elections. <laughs> there we go. That's why we have Can the word I governor. Speak? Everyone. <laughs> Listen, we just need to make that word illegal because what the fuck is that word anyway? I can normally say it. Gubernatorial. Gubernatorial. Yeah, gubernatorial. Is that G-O-O-B-E-R or G-U with an umlaut? Okay, it's definitely not O-O. That's so stupid if it was that. That would definitely you with the little thing on the top. The two boops. Umlaut. Is it Icelandic? It doesn't even have an umlaut. Oh, of course it does. This is America. We don't do umlaus, whatever the fuck that's called. Kirk just learned the word umlaut right now. Well, this is America. What is Hawaii? Wait, wait, that is America. (laughs) Whoopsie doopsie. Well, anyway, the governor race, Maggie, get back to it. (laughs) (laughs) How's that governor race in Hawaii going? (laughs) What is this? Hawaii? (laughs) So there were three governor's races in 2023. Louisiana has already taken place because the um, attorney general, Jeff Landry, won 51 percent of the vote. So that already happened. So they did not vote just now. But Mississippi and Kentucky voted recently and we will know the outcomes of those. And then there are uh, attorney general elections in Kentucky, Louisiana and Mississippi as well. Secretary of state in those states as well. State legislators, all that. They have a lot of elections. Wisconsin and Pennsylvania do their Supreme Court elections and then you have the big ones which have been a lot in the news are the referendums so i don't know if you guys have seen wisconsin oklahoma ohio texas and maine all have major referendums um including stuff about abortion rights that are on the ballot so um a lot of stuff for people to actually vote on not necessarily people but uh yeah important measures of people's freedoms do we think I mean, the answer is yes. But do we think in what ways is this, will these impact or seeing how these trended impact the election to come in a year? I think the government's races, of course, are pretty important because those endorsements can mean a lot to an individual state for a president. Yeah. I, I think these, like the off year or the like the non-presidential years, like so many people don't pay attention. Maggie, I'm sure you maybe you even know the number off the top of your head, how less of a turnout there is for a non-presidential election versus a presidential election. Right now, the the news is barely even talking about it. 
it's all Israel, Gaza, which is understandable, but people don't think of it as as big of a deal as the presidential race. I think Ohio is going to be a state that a lot of us have our eyes on, especially when it comes to abortion laws. Um, and that I think it it's going to be a good, almost like heat map of where people stand um, looking for that 2024 election. And that if we see a lot of progressive left-leaning initiatives push forward no problem well then it says okay even though you know we have so much that we're seeing in the news this is what the everyday people stand on on certain things but if it is indecisive well then I think that's also kind of jarring in that we don't know what 2024 looks like but obviously um, I think the big thing for 2024 is always going to be the person running less so their policy which Sucks, but I, I think that is where we kind of stand um, for the most part, where it feels like it's Joe Biden versus, uh, I don't know, Ron DeSantis and his little baby heels, Ronnie and his little Jimmy Choos. Don't give him that much credit. <laughs> I think we can't ignore the fact that Pence just dropped out. Like, that's a huge. Oh, yeah. Huge thing that's throwing everybody, I think, for a little loop. He didn't even really say anything about it. It's because mother told him to stop with his shit. (laughs) She said, honey, I need you to come home so you can, I don't know, churn the butter. Massage my feet. We said the same thing. (laughs) I don't want to know what that euphemism means in that household. The fact that he even announced that he was running in the first place was so insane because half the country just tried to kill him. Literally. Yeah. And the thing is, is like during the presidency, he was only there because people who didn't want to vote for Trump, but would only ever vote Republican could bring themselves to vote for Trump because they were voting for Mike Pence. That's what a lot of my family members were saying. I think a lot of that type of Republican was secretly hoping that Trump would get locked up or impeached or go away a little bit Mm -hmm. so that Mike Pence could take over. But the goodwill turned so hard against Mike Pence and then literally everybody in the country hated the man. Deservedly so, obviously. But yeah, I mean, he's I think he said and when he was suspended his campaign, he said, this is not my time. (laughs) It never will be. Will he he run in the future? (laughs) That's code for I can't raise any money. (gasps) Yeah, I mean, it's also code for I don't think he would have made the debate stage on next week or two weeks whenever the next debate is. I think he was pulling too low. Well, and he has no money. Yeah. yeah, who's going to give him money? That's what I was going to say. Like, I couldn't even imagine who would. The hardcore evangelicals, for some reason, still kind of stuck with Trump. Over him. So I, I just couldn't imagine where that money could have ever came from for Pence. Because right now, he is the only candidate with any kind of shot at that Republican primary. I mean, if the primaries are being held tomorrow, it's 100% going to be Trump. Not even Ron DeSantis, I don't think. Now that he's out of Florida and on a national stage, he just can't do it. Mm -mm. He only rose to prominence because he was doing a Trump impression throughout COVID. And he said all the talking points that people who would vote for him wanted to hear. But now that Trump is still an option, there's no way they're going to jump ship for the worst version of Trump. I mean, that's literally like someone saying, hey... I have tickets for Beyonce and then I have tickets for someone who will sing Beyonce songs. And it's like, which tickets are you going to buy? Yeah. Would you like to go to the actual Beyonce concert or would you like to go see a cover band? You want the bootleg version? (laughs) Um, Well, 
you guys really fucked up my format here because we're talking about Pence later. But now that we're talking about him, <laughs> we're going to keep talking about the Republican candidates. You know what? That's what happens when you don't send us a script, girl. I know. I love it. <laughs> um, so the candidates that are in the Republican field, there have been some Republican. Right, there has been more than one debate, correct, already? Or is there only one debate? I forget. I'll be honest. There was two. The Republican debate. The sad thing is. Trump's not on them, so I'm not watching. Exactly. That's what I have to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's <laughs> not I, on I, my I, radar. There definitely has been one. Are you not seeing my fingers? I keep saying there have been two. But I think there's like 10 people still in it, right? Or or pretending to be in it. Girl, it could be 10. It could be 20. We won't know until we know. Yeah, well, Trump is obviously one. Chris Christie's still in it, which do we think he has a path to winning? No. No. Chris Christie is just too marred by his past. At this point, yeah, he's he's become kind of a silly person and and just sort of a joke politician, I think. So no one's going to take him seriously. Donald Trump has not. Well, that's what's so weird about Donald Trump. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But when you say that, it sounds like it. I mean, I um, Chris Christie is so disgusting. Like if that man was president, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think I'd rather Trump. I couldn't look at that every day. He'd have a cardiac event within the first week. He's certainly the president of having a fupa. <laughs> Yes, I, you know, so he once was at a, a, a event I was at and he walked past me and my friend was with me and he screamed. My friend was like, yo, Christy, can we get a picture? Like joking, thinking he would act like he's not a Chris Christie fan. And Chris Christie was like, nah, and like was rude to him. And then the bodyguard like pushed my friend and then my, my friend goes, you wouldn't fit in it anyway. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm not down for fat shaming, but I am down for Chris Christie fat shaming. I was going to say, it doesn't count when it's Chris Christie. It does not no, it count doesn't. when it's Chris Christie. You, it doesn't count when someone wears pants like that. They want you to say something about them. Okay. That's rule number one. Anyway, it's kind of, but it's kind of cute that he's still running every time this happens. Like, why is he still running? Because it's the only type of running he's physically capable of doing. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but what else is he going to do at this point? I mean, I kind of feel like. Go to the beach. So I, I, I'll i jump ahead and we'll talk about Vivek. He says it Vivek. Vivek. Ramaswamy. That, that is how you say it. That is actually that is, how you say it. Yeah. Vivek is like the way that people from India pronounce yeah, actual, it. Yeah. I don't think Vivek is actually running for president. I think he's running to become a media figure, which is what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. And so my point with that is, is Chris Christie, now that he's done the presidential thing a couple of times, like where else do you go as a politician from there? Most people who do that either just kind of like fade into obscurity or they become one of those perpetual candidates, which I think what Chris Christie is going to do. Vivek, you know, so I think he's trying to like hope to fill the Tucker Carlson gap on on mainstream media after this is all over and get a job at Fox or somewhere else as like the next he's Tucker also Carlson. He's so young. Yes, true. Yeah. Like he's 38. Like he's Joe Biden's age inverted. Like he's literally 38. <laughs> is Joe Biden 83? I don't know. Um, and he also is running as this like little Trump. I feel like he's a kind of likes Trump, right? Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. He, oh, and that's yeah. the thing is like there's a handful of candidates that are their own person. All their stance is the anti-Trump. Yeah. And then there's the other category of GOP candidate like Vivek, like Ron DeSantis, and they're just being Trump facsimiles. Mm-hmm. Now Ron DeSantis is trying to like get away from that, but. They're really, those are the only two candidates that we see from the Republicans right now. Well, and I think even if I, I didn't watch that first Republican debate, but obviously Trump wasn't there. Um, he was too busy getting booked, but he was <laughs> the debate like he was not there and he was still the topic of debate. And I think 
the last question asked was if Trump were to be the presidential nominee, who here would vote? And I think everyone would vote for Trump. And I think everyone rose their hand. So I think it really is Trumpy's angels. <laughs> they are aligning themselves with Trump because they know that Trump is the one who will win if he is on the ballot. And so the best that they can do is define themselves through Trump and hope that for one group, the Trump lovers stay with them. And then for another group, the people who are just kind of, I voted for Trump because I would never vote Democrat will take that other group. But there's not enough of, I think, either to really capture enough to win the election. Even if you don't like Trump, even if you find it distasteful, even if you're tired of Trump, and and I think a lot of people, even on the right, they don't want to admit it, but they have Trump fatigue. The way that the, the left has been talked about is is so extreme that it's created this idea in the minds of the average Republican conservative voter that there is no other option, no matter what. It is kind of insane that he picked up the evangelical vote, but they don't even bother defending him. The only thing that matters to them is that the other side lose. Because to them, the other side is this evil, world-destroying force that's out to kill everybody. Specifically, a group of women who get pregnant on purpose just to have abortions. Yes. And I think that is probably one of the bigger things that has somehow saved a man who's probably had plenty of abortions paid for, is that he's always been pretty staunchly pro-life. Yeah, that's true. They got their Supreme Court, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of things that should have been aborted, Nikki Haley is also still in it. <gasps> wow. Uh, We're really going for it tonight. You're correct. She should have been aborted. <laughs> so it's so interesting. I was not super aware of Nikki Haley. And, you know, maybe that's not I'm not the only one. I guess she is somewhat of a newcomer, maybe like a rising star. She was in the Trump administration, which I think is her tie there. but. I don't know. I feel like she had, I mean, what from what I saw of her on the debate, one or two, two, as Maggie said, um, I think she had some, not strong enough for me to vote for her, but like she seemed the least, not that I'm voting for a Republican, by the way, guys, um, she seemed like the least crazy on stage, to be quite honest. She certainly positioned herself that way. Might be because she's a woman and women are less crazy than men, I believe, especially Republicans. But I don't think she's a chance because I... Though I do believe the Republican Party is made up of equally men and women. I think it's like there are a lot of women. I don't think women would vote for a woman, even Republican women. To be honest, she's too progressive for them. She, A, believes that climate change is real, which automatically gets her nixed by a lot of Republicans. But on top of that, like she has spoken out about expanding contraception access, which is also not a Republican initiative. It's unfortunate because I think that Maybe in 2008, 2012, she would have been a pretty solid candidate that could have taken a lot of Democrats with her. Um, Because in my opinion, some of the biggest stains on her career is her alignment to Trump. Yeah. Um, And so in her pre-Trump era, I do think she would have been a fantastic candidate. But she was also too young back then. So I think that's a good point about the candidates in general. So even if Trump goes away. That stain of the Trump sycophants and the way that a lot of these candidates, like there's Chris Christie included, um, initially came out very strong against Trump in 2015. 
um, and then had to walk all that back and bend themselves over the barrel for him for the next four years after he actually got the presidency. I think the voters recognize that and smell the weakness on these candidates. So even if Trump went away, like they're not going to have a good time voting for any of these candidates because basically they're all big pussies about it. Well, before we jump into Trump, because I want to say there's one, I think Tim Scott is still the only person that's still kind of in the race too. <laughs> Hi listeners. This is Andrew, the editor from the future. At the time we recorded this podcast, Tim Scott was still in the race. As of Monday this week, November 13th, Tim Scott dropped out of the race. So good riddance. I'm sorry. When did we decide we were going to do the Coon episode? I will not be responding to that statement. My lawyer <laughs> has advised me to not say anything further. I mean, to me, Tim Scott is just, and literally I'm the only one in this podcast who can say this. Tim Scott just feels like the black guy. Where I also feel like Nikki Haley just feels the like woman. the woman. So yeah, they very much have casted. Yeah. And, you know, he's a little bit more conservative than Nikki Haley, but it is so hard when you're up next to Trump that I can't take any of these people seriously. Honestly, the man does not really have that much of a personality. Yeah. No. Well, that brings me to what Andrew was saying. Like, I feel like if Trump didn't run, the amount of people that are Republican who wouldn't vote at all. I just don't think, I think there's so much of the Trump. I mean, yes, he's made people more aware of politics, I think, and willing to vote. But I still think a lot of them, if he didn't run, wouldn't vote at all. Like, like not even go it. independent or libertarian. Just. No, like I really feel like there's some that are so invested in him that they just would be like, well, I'm not going to vote. I also think the opposite is true. I think well, there's a lot of people who are alienated yeah, yeah, by agree. Trump who don't vote, who don't vote That's at all point. because they don't yeah. feel like they have any representation. Yeah. I feel like it's just one of those things where we could go back and forth, but we won't know what that looks like until it happens because who the fuck knows what's going to happen day over day. Like it could be that Trump isn't allowed to run because they finally booked his ass and then all of a sudden you have some other person who is 30 times crazier than Trump or some random Republican who no one's heard of who's like, yeah, I think I'm going to run. Who knocks it out of the park? And I think that is what makes 2024 so interesting because I think we all have a pretty good idea of what it's going to look like if Trump runs. But what it looks like without Trump is a complete mystery to all of us. But, but it really does feel like everybody's kind of in a holding pattern, just waiting for the Trump thing to pan out. Is it going to is yeah. Trump going to be able to continue in the race? Is he not going to be able to continue in the race? And that's like such an unknown right now. It, it's totally uncharted territory. I mean, we never even had a president that had the possibility of going to jail like this. I still don't really think he will go to jail no. at all, but but it, it, like it's it's crazy. And that he's even he's even running right now is nuts. Well, I mean, I think a big reason why no one's taken any big steps um, from an election standpoint is to be quite honest, if you are spending money on campaigning right now any type of money to campaign for president as a republican you are gambling your money and it's a pretty fucking bad gamble because the gamble that you are making is that donald trump is not able to run for president which means that you are betting on our justice system doing the right thing what a stupid fucking bet that's <laughs> like betting on the fucking bears to win the super bowl they're not going to make it there they're certainly not going to win I shouldn't say this. 
this will age poorly in a few months, but (laughs) I get why things are at such a stalemate. But I think for the Democrats doesn't help tell the story of how they need to look at 2024. Obviously, this is where we have Joe Biden. He's running for president again. Unless he dies. Unless he dies. Of natural causes, for legal purposes, of natural causes. (laughs) But there are people running against him, if you didn't know. (laughs) My favorite politician ever, Marion Williamson, is running, who I love. (laughs) Mainly for the one time she said, and girlfriend, you are so on to the prime minister of New Zealand. I think that's what she said it too. Wait, I don't know this. You two do. It's like the end of the 20s. When did she run 2020? Yeah, she would have run when Hillary run. Couldn't have two women up there. She was like, at the end of, like, they were doing like one-liners. They were doing their housewives quote at the end of the debate. You know how they do that? They were doing like one-liners of like something. And she was like, that's how she ended it. She's like, and girlfriend, you are so on. Honestly, period. I love her. We need more city girls in office. She, <laughs> so her Instagram is like, pops up for like her, her reels and stuff pop up on, on TikTok and, and on Instagram. And they have her saying like smart stuff now because she wasn't back then, but she's still Marianne Williamson. I don't think she could be president. But anyone that's running against Joe Biden right now is obviously not actually a Democrat because like Democrats aren't going to run against Joe Biden when he's in, in office. God, I wish they would. It just sucks because, I mean, it doesn't suck. It. What I'm going to say is, in fact, a hot take. I don't think that it truly matters who is sitting in the Oval Office in 2024. I guess technically in 2025, because it'll still be Joe Biden through 2024. Because I I actually am a decent fan of Williamson from what I know about her and that she doesn't feel like such an establishment Democrat. She's not. Okay. I didn't know that. No, but she's like, I, I wouldn't give her any title except like, I don't know, psychic. Isn't she psychic? If she is, then maybe she does think she has a chance if she's <laughs> is she really a psychic? No, she's not psychic. She's just very spiritual, which I which I support. I think I think in 2020 people weren't ready for that and I still think we're not ready for it, but Whoa. she does not have experience at all. Hold on. I'm sorry. I did not realize how little I knew about this person. I knew yeah. that she ran before. I thought she was a politician. She was not just a spiritual advisor. She was, she was a spiritual advisor to Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I need to her. vote her in. I agree. We need to vote her in. Have you seen Oprah's bag? Our economy is about to be turned the fuck around. You think a guru is into war? Fuck no. No, there she's, will not. Be no she's war. not in the war. Wow, a slay candidate. I'm in. <laughs> so I guess one question I want to ask everyone is if Joe Biden wasn't in the race, because I think we're all going to pick Joe Biden, who would you pick to be president? RFK Jr. <laughs> I hate you. I think he's still running, isn't he? He's yeah, he is, but he's an independent now. We can talk I, about I walked, him later. I walked past a sign in someone's fucking yard or house today, and I can't believe that. I just, I just, I just remembered that somebody actually put one outside. But anyway, who would you pick, Andrew? They don't have to be running. You can just be like, you know. I would want it to be somebody who's younger. The issue is, is I do believe that a candidate should have a certain amount of experience before they become a presidential candidate. So as much as I would like somebody like AOC, anybody who would, I would want as a presidential candidate right now, um, will actually do better work in the, the office they're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does take a certain sort of person to be president. You know, like, I just don't think, like, AOC is ready for that at this point. Well, is she even old enough? Is she? Uh, is she 30? Is, is it 35? Is that the cutoff? I thought it was 36. Somewhere in there. She has two more years. Well, even so, it it is so tough to pick because there's just so few. I mean, honestly, the Democratic field 
is pretty weak in general for presidential candidates, I feel like. And I think that was part of the problem. That has been part of the problem. That's why Joe Biden's president. Because the Democratic leadership are a bunch of fucking pussies. Irrefutable claim, honestly. <laughs> Erica, who would you want since Andrew didn't answer the question? <laughs> I would love to see Cornell West as president only because I think it would literally put millions of white people in a coma. And I think that'd just be kind of funny. Um, but also, I, I do think it would be so fascinating to see someone who is a thinker. He's a professor of philosophy. Um, and I also think that he has some seminary experience, but that is to say that like he's seminary. Yeah. Like the church, the study of uh, the seminal vessels. Oh, I have some of that. Too. Oh, okay. And actually, I think that's actually part of the programming there these days, if you know what I mean. Kirk's been to seminary. <laughs> that's why he's gay. But no, I, I think it would just be really fascinating to see someone who has a thought pattern that is more so longward thinking and that politicians are kind of trained to act and push for initiatives that either start and show progress um, during their term or, you know, they they want something to tie their name to. Whereas I think that it would be very interesting for someone who's not um, historically a politician to come up and also someone who despite being progressive is also pretty well known for heavily criticizing Obama back in the day so I think it would be really fascinating and I think that he has definitely said some things that would be very considered very inflammatory for the right and I would just love to see them in a tizzy um I, I, my person I think everyone's gonna yell at me for picking this person but I still I would like to see this before I die before she Girl, dies I went what in the fuck oh my god <laughs> I don't care what even anyone says. after she killed those thirteen service after members she, in Benghazi. After she, after she ate my nieces and nephews, oh I want her God. to be president. <laughs> I took them to that, that pizza place once, and then they vanished right into the basement. I don't know. It just feels like we the world will be complete when Hillary Clinton is president. It does feel like this is some sort of like sick curse that she bestowed upon us, and the only way to write it is to either ritually sacrifice monica Lewinsky, and we are against murder on the podcast or to vote for her as president i don't know i just want it to happen but it'll never happen obviously she's tired if bernie ran or for bernie, president i love bernie but that man will not make it no we can't have another old old fuck like that and i like bernie too i can't believe that it's gonna literally be joe biden and donald trump. <laughs> will will donald trump debate joe i don't think so I think he'll yeah. try to avoid it as much as possible. I think you have to. I think both sides are going to want to avoid it if they if they possibly can. I feel like already, like if you think back to the last election cycle, not last election cycle, but last presidential election cycle of 2020 and then 2016, like the, like 2016 campaigning started in like 1993. Like, <laughs> remember how early that was? Yeah. You know, it was, I feel like we're a year out or less than a year out now. And I feel like it's not that much. We already kind mm -hmm. of talked about it. It's that holding pattern. Everybody knew already going into it, like it's going to be Trump and, and Biden again, as yeah. much as no one really wanted that. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I see Joe Biden ads a lot. Not a lot, but more so than anything else. But I mean, I did get a text, you know, from Carol King asking for my donations. <laughs> I mean, as long as they can keep him from falling down too many more times, like, I think we'll be good. I mean, he's handling, I'm going to be honest, this is serious. he's handling, I think. Well, <laughs> what are you going to say? Israel and Palestine? Girl, shut the yeah, actual fuck up. 
Well, he's not doing what I would want to do, but I mean, like the way he, I don't know. What? He decided to cut it down the middle so he doesn't completely alienate his base who's completely against what he's doing. Girl, please. This is a pro-Palestine podcast if it isn't immediately apparent. This message is approved (laughs) by Joe Biden (laughs) and Carol King. And Joe Biden, girlfriend, you are so on. We need a gay candidate. That's what we need. We do need a gay candidate. I I would love to see... Trump tried to debate a drag queen Me? on stage. Oh. I imagine? like how a gay candidate a in Andrew's world, but I would not eat up the a job. It's a drag queen in full drag. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to be gay and represent this great country, oh, bitch, you better be gay and you better slay because, <laughs> baby. Okay, I can be serious though. Now we're talking about the president. Imagine being the president. What a horrible job. You know, I've actually thought about this a lot um, because I've been doing a lot of research into the life of uh, the president of the United States, which means I've been watching the entirety of Scandal. And I would love to be president. (laughs) You get mistresses and you can fuck them anywhere and no one cares. It cannot be that stressful. I rest my case. Ask Tony Goldwyn. I just think that Scandal is not real, number one. Number two, I just think if you take it seriously, it's a really scary job. And if you don't take it seriously, it's still a really scary job. I just, the way Donald Trump every day, I just, you know, like he didn't, he didn't want to do it, but he woke up every day and I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, what did he do every day? He's sat on the toilet and fucking tweeted. Yeah, I could do that. Shit. I do that now. Actually, I don't That's tweet, true. But... And then he just yelled at reporters in front of Marine One. No. I just think being president is so overrated. I mean, maybe. That's the thing, though. We don't know what it's like to be president. These individuals that we put over top of ourselves, it consumes so much of our lives, which is hilarious to say on a podcast that's half a political <laughs> podcast. Well, not anymore. But I, I was the whole time we've been talking, I've been listening to the thoughts in my head instead of you guys. And those were the thoughts in my head. They were like, <laughs> they were like why do I keep talking about this man, Donald Trump? Like, enough. When I'm dead, like, am I still going to be thinking about Donald Trump? Probably honestly. Wow. I mean, yes, but only because of your um TikTok. Yeah. You know what? I hope he comes back to my neighborhood soon. I forgot he did that. That was, I guess that was him campaigning. He has been campaigning. I mean, he's always done rallies, but that's more so yeah. just so he can like get jerked off by his fan base, you know? And get more money from them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't blame him for that. <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at the coverage of him in his recent appearances, the man is becoming completely untethered from reality. Not that he ever had a really great grasp of it, but just a week ago, he was on stage at a rally in New Hampshire telling the audience that they don't have to vote. He said, you don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes. You got to watch. Like, First off, what the fuck does that even mean? Okay, this, Second off, like, he, why, why is he even telling people not to vote at this point? Don't like, vote. No, He's I agree. We've gotten the votes. Where presidential they, campaign on a rally. He's saying we have the votes before before we can vote. Number one, and that's something like my dad would say. Like sometimes I think my dad is Donald Trump, which is scary. That sounds like some um, election interference. But yeah, he's saying that, that is. He said we have the votes, so it seems he already has people who have voted. What does he mean by that? What does he? What mean? did he mean by that? Which is funny because even if he did steal the election, everyone would be like, "No, he didn't." Like you couldn't convince people. We could literally have a video of Donald Trump saying, I'm Donald Trump and this is jackass. And then he just stuffs a ballot with a whole (laughs) bunch of pieces of paper that say his name. And people would still be like, he didn't rig the the election, though. 
if you had to pick a jackass skit for him to be in, it is the you go ahead. We're gonna say the same thing. Let me go first. It is him in the porta potty, porta potty slingshot. The porta potty slingshot. Is this straight culture? What is it? All this is. (laughs) It is by far. It is the first video that made my stomach lurch. It is the best jackass stunt of all time. It was officially called Poo Cocktail Supreme. It was in (laughs) Jackass 3D. They take Steve-O. You had to see that in 3D? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. They they put Steve-O in a porta potty, a full porta potty, mind you. They basically have two cranes on either side with gigantic bungee cords strapped to this thing. And they just launch him like fucking 100 feet in the air. And he's just tumbling around inside there, just getting covered in everything that was inside this porta potty. It is a awful, awful bit. I would love to see Donald Trump take a ride on the porta potty slingshot. Maybe if Jackass is around, that's where he'd be campaigning. He campaigned on SNL in 2015, which is still wild. Yes, SNL and Jackass, two institutions that maintain the same degree. And Mad TV. <laughs> And punk of importance. I would like to see Donald Trump on punked and it to be the episode where they punked Beyonce during that Christmas special. Do you remember that? <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Punked got away with a lot. I'll be honest. No one on God's green earth could ever prank Beyonce in 2023. They would have a hit out on them within seconds. Yeah. Speaking of Beyonce, this has nothing to do with her, but I have a question <laughs> for y'all. It's January, 2025. You wake up and it's inauguration day. Before I ask who do you hope is being inaugurated, which I've already asked you this, so don't answer that question again. First, let me ask who do you hope is performing America the Beautiful mixed in with their version of Let's Get Loud? Who do you want to perform at said inauguration in 2025? Oh. Also, I still am not over that. Her throwing in Let's Get Loud in the American First of all, I'm not over J-Lo thinking that she deserves a music career, but that's like another conversation for another episode. I'm not joining that conversation. Neither am I. Regardless of who is president, who is performing at the inauguration in 2025? Miley Cyrus. Okay, I didn't want a serious answer, but love that. Honestly, that tracks. I think that that actually will happen. Honestly, I feel like Miley Cyrus is like on the border of like slightly unserious. No, I think my, I could see Miley in like her era now doing like a something like America the Beautiful or I don't know. Yeah, that's an actual like possibility that could happen. But you know who I want? Someone who's had a resurgence. And this is only going to be a reference that's going to make me happy and like a select person. <sighs> so friends. they haven't had a resurgence. So you're saying. <laughs> well, they have, they have, but only in certain spots is Limp Biscuit. Uh, oh my God. What the fuck would they perform? How would that, that even sound, actually? Can you walk us insane. through that? Insane. It would sound insane. What would they sing? America the Beautiful. That's what the do whole point is. Do they sing or do they rap? Or do they scream? I forget what I they mean, do. Yes. All of the above. Did you ask if Limp Biscuit? Are they rappers? <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> okay. Speaking of rappers, I want Nicki Minaj performing at the inauguration. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I think that'd be hot. From sea to shining sea. We need Lizzo because... Lizzo terrified the fucking Republicans so much earlier this year that you need to bring her back. Lizzo and her little flute. Yeah. She could wear like a nice like Chiquita banana suit and like walk out with all these bananas on stage. It would look really good. Because this country has turned into a banana republic. Oh, yes. That's exactly why. Led by Lizzo. Led by Lizzo. Famous banana lover. I think I would actually really appreciate Kim Petras. 
Okay. Doing what? Exactly. Lines of cocaine <laughs> off of the president? Like, I'm just kidding. The gays are going to hate me. If any gay people listen to this, I feel like they probably don't. I have a bone to pick with Kim Petras, and it's just because she still works with Dr. Luke. But I still listen to her sometimes. Although her last tour, they've been like, you had like they were like selling like pieces of pizza if you buy a ticket or something to get people to go. Yeah, because she did a stadium tour knowing yeah, she damn well chilled. she can't like, fill stadiums. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, well, they were outside thingies. But yeah, you start be a little humble. She's not actually that good, right? Like, be a little, I, No, she actually has a fine voice, to be honest. I think she does yeah. from what I've seen. Like, she has an okay voice, but the songs I have heard from her sound so um, generic yeah, and forgettable. Not, I'm not looking at you to listen to Kim Petras. It's true. I know. I know. I'm, but I, I'm saying for even me, I, it no. sounds like I think not are, great I think I like pop it's music. Good. No, I think it's good pop music, some of it. I will say, I think one potential singer that any president should avoid having perform at the inauguration is Taylor Swift. Because let me tell you, oh my God, it will be crazy. That would not be an inauguration. That would be a Taylor Swift concert, a so single funny. song Taylor Swift concert. People would be like, who's being inaugurated? That would be Jan 6 in a whole different way. You know, if Taylor Swift ran for president, she'd 100% win. 100% win. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It'd be you so know what? crazy. I'd fucking vote for her because I'd just be like, girl, I'll vote for you. You just need to tell me what you put in your music to do that to white women because I've never seen them come together for anything. Anything. And most of them don't come at all. Andrew would know that one. <laughs> no, actually, that is my fantasy. We should vote in somebody that's just not going to do the job. We should just I vote somebody in the and they're just like, fuck off and never show up at 1600 Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that Taylor Swift wouldn't she do the does job? Every because job. She absolutely would do the job. She would slay Imagine, the though, like 15 years from now, like the next era's tour, it's like the president era and it comes out and gives like speeches or some shit. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And she has like a cute little outfit with like a hat. You no, know, they should bring to perform at the inauguration based upon their performance last night or the night before. I don't know if anyone's seen this, but Flava Flav during the national anthem. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I actually can't think of anyone who would eat harder. Did you see that? Wait, he actually did it? Okay, Flavor Flavor from the National Anthem, like, sang, like, sang, it wasn't, like, pretending, he genuinely sang the National Anthem at an NBA game this weekend. And, I, I mean, listen, it was bad, but he's not a singer, but, like, there were moments where I was like, okay, like, this is fun. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's, it was bad. No, there were moments where there was some vibrato, but it was better than Fergie, which is great, like, genuinely, it was better than Fergie's performance. <gasps> like, there were notes that were held, Say. and there was pitches that were on pitch. I think that if flavor Flav does become president, president i just <laughs> or sorry not me upgrading him to president wow. you know i am upgrading him to president in this very moment i stand behind flavor Flav. you stand behind him and you definitely would still see your you because you're taller than him he's like two <laughs> feet tall i know but could you imagine how hard it would be for him to stand up there in a suit with a foot wide presidential seal hanging off his chain can we talk about the fact that he's 64 years old? He's 64? Wait, that's pretty young for president. <laughs> it is now. It's 20 years younger than fucking Joe Biden. Okay, but like, imagine if the cabinet is all of his, like, top three finalists from every season of Flavor of Love. Oh. I want to see Pumpkin. I would love a debate. I've always said this. A debate stage with, like, all the American Idol winners. And they're all running for president. And they perform, like, a group number. Oh, my God. Who would you vote for? It has to be the first 10 seasons because I don't know about that. And though I heard this crazy theory this weekend that Kelly Clarkson's racist. That she is from Texas. So oh, yeah. This was from a friend of a friend. And I don't I don't stand by this comment, but someone told me that. So if someone could figure that out for me, that'd be great. 
I could see her being like Paula Dean racist where it's like more so that's just how she is. No, I would vote for whoever told me that at their inauguration, every American Idol winner was going to perform. That's what I would vote for. That's how you get the gay vote, ladies and gentlemen. That is how you get the gay vote. Um, okay, well, so I can't wait for the inauguration with Miley Cyrus, Lizzo, Flava Flav, Nicki Minaj, Limp Bizkit, Taylor Swift. It'll be a real banger. Oh, my God. They said Taylor Swift might do Coachella. I was like, she can't do Coachella. Like, you, you can't have her at a festival. No. Swifties at Coachella? Well, and I would imagine that, like, they would literally buy tickets and only and go to see Taylor. Yeah, and then there'd be no one for the other shows. Like, who would show up for Limp Bizkit yeah. set? Yeah. <laughs> you think Limp Bizkit's getting that They're Coachella invite? A resurgence amongst a whole bunch of nerdy white dudes, which means it's still in the dark, bitch. Sorry, Andrew. I think the only people who are listening to Limp Bizkit are the people that were in that basement with Andrew that weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm going to listen to Limp Bizkit now tonight. I'm cackling. What's their big song? Break Stuff? Break Stuff's like the the big, big one. This is so terrifying. If you're telling me that's not the men that were in Andrew's basement. It kind of looks like Andrew. (laughs) So looking up the song Rollin', Parentheticals Air Raid. Oh, vehicle that's another classic. By Limp Biscuit. Play that funkin' track. Play that fucking track. Oh, there it is. Limp Biscuit DMX. Oh, that's a good what? song. I know that now song. Now move in, now move out. Hands up, hands down. Back up, back up. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Wait, is DMX in the song? Yes. Method Man, Red Man, and DMX were on this track. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. hold up, hold up. So when Maggie said DMX, she meant DMX like like that DMX, not that DMX. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that's crazy. Wow. Could I like add this to like a lifting playlist? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. here's a little bit of trivia. And maybe Limp Bizkit is actually responsible for 9-11. The music video was filmed in September 2000 atop the South Tower of the World Trade Center. What is the song called? Roland, the one we were just talking about. Wait, wait, wait. You said September 2011? September 2000. they've done that? Literally a year to the date before 9-11, they filmed the music video on top of the World Trade Center. Oh my God. You know what they probably did? They were scouting for the terrorists. That's it. The introduction features Ben Stiller and Stephen Dorff mistaking Fred Durst who is the front man for Limp Bizkit, for a valet and giving him the keys to their Bentley Azure. How did they even get those two to do this? Wait, this is even crazier. You didn't even go further into the conspiracy theory because they received a letter the day before 9-11. The World Trade Center thanked them for letting them be part of the video because they won 2001 VMA for Best Rock Video. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Literally September 10th. they received the letter on Monday and the attacks happened on Tuesday. We are no longer a stand of Limp Biscuit on this podcast. Yes, they are responsible for 9-11. We've been blaming Bush and Dick Cheney this whole time when it's been Limp Biscuit. <laughs> well, that's, I think, a wrap on election fuck shit part one. I think what we learned here is... I'm already fatigued by the election that hasn't started yet. And that's scary. So I hope people stay vigilant and they vote in a year. But don't worry, we already have the votes. So we don't have to vote now. That's true. I mean, Donald Trump himself told us, I already hate it. And it's all because it's all about Trump again. It's fucking all about Trump again. I know. And he's not even around and it's still about. That's a crazy thing. Honestly, that's kind of how it felt um, when I wasn't around to record last week. So... I kind of do identify with Trump from that perspective. Yeah, I did. I hated it thinking about you. 
Erica, I think about you always okay. and you're perfect. I really am the Donald Trump of this podcast. You said it, not me. <laughs> oh my God. I will vote for Barack Obama again because I feel that his campaign has begun with that Ice Spice video, AI video. Have you guys seen it? It's like an AI. <laughs> it's him on top of Ice Spice. It's his voice and his face, but it's Ice Spice's body and she's rapping, but it's him rapping. Honestly, that sounds slay. I will be watching. And he'll it's finally be our terrifying. first gay president. Well, he was because he married Michael. <gasps> oh, no. 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 <laughs> Follow for more conspiracy theories. We are all, we, I'm offended for her. She'll never run, but I would like her to run. No. You will never, on this podcast, on my podcast, speak ill of our Michelle What did you Obama think her book Becoming again? meant? Okay. Becoming a woman. <laughs> Becoming better than you. Becoming better than you. I love Michelle. Period, I love her. Sis. Girlfriend, you are so on, Michelle. I love her. I want her to win. <laughs> She should run. It's really fucked up that she'll ever run, 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 run. She should run. She would I mean, win. she would win if she ran, but she'll she never run. It. Honestly, I think we can make it happen. All right. Well, we'll hit her up after we stop recording this. I'm Andrew. Oh. <laughs> I'm Kirk. I'm Erica. <laughs> and I'm Maggie. One, two, three, times, two, two to six. Chosen for your fix of the lip biscuit mix. So where the fuck you at, punk? Shut the fuck up and back the fuck up while we fuck this track up. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes. 